It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot, hands Corey Davis, wide open. Davis still going, and he's in for the touchdown. Hill hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know who that's? The Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we're going to talk about the breaking news of Morgan Moses signing a one-year deal to become the new starting right tackle for the New York Jets. A great development for the team. They desperately needed an upgrade on the offensive line. I know that George Fant was okay, but anything you can do to upgrade the performance of this offensive line was a positive development considering the fact that they were so bad last year and they had a makeover this year but still needed a bit of a shakeup. Now, the guard position is where there's a lot of question marks. Elijah Vera Tucker should be the starter at left guard. At right guard, we don't know what's going to happen there. There's going to be a bunch of people competing. Alex Lewis, Greg Van Roten, Cam Clark, and Mr. Fihihine should all be in the mix. But now the right tackle spot will be locked down. And make no mistake about it, George Fant is going to be the swing tackle. Morgan Moses will start, even though... Funny enough, George Fant actually makes more than Morgan Moses now. So let's go through the details here. Clayton Smarslock has this one up at playlikeajet.com. But it was Sam Fortier of the Washington Post who had this story first. One year, $3.6 million base. Could go as high as $5.3 million depending on whether or not Morgan Moses takes 80% of the snaps. He hasn't had injury issues throughout his career, so pretty safe bet there. And we're talking about a guy who is very much an Ironman. He started a ton of games in Washington. Out of 104 games, he started 97 of them, started all 16 the past six seasons. He's been average or above most of his career. I think he had one year that was a down year, and that was in 2018. But this past year was arguably his best He had a PFF grade that placed him in the top 10 at his position. It was over 80. Yes, he is a better run blocker than pass blocker, but a very competent pass blocker. And we're going to be doing a show with Luke Grant to break down his film. Right now, you can go to our YouTube channel and you'll see Morgan Moses go head-to-head with two very strong pass rushers, Shaq Barrett of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the key here is that the Jets are getting a durable offensive lineman, somebody who's an upgrade over what they had, and a guy who is coming in on the cheap. One year, $3.6 million, max value $5.3 million, which means, by the way, that the Jamison Crowder restructure going from $10 million to $5 million more or less paid for this contract here with Morgan Moses. The reports are that Morgan Moses declined a second year from the Jets. He preferred to bet on himself and sign this one-year deal. But I love the fact that he seems to still be an ascending player, 30 years old, but 
had his best season this past year, and I talked about this on Twitter earlier. His offensive line coach this year was John Matsko, who came in with Ron Rivera from Carolina. And John Matsko, and full disclosure here, I'm friends with his nephew Larry, so I'm a little bit biased, but still, he's one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL, has been for decades, and I think he did wonders to bring out the very best in Morgan Moses this past year. And that's what elite position coaches do. They bring out the best in their players and so Morgan Moses went from a solid player to more than solid now the other factor here is in addition to the upgrade you get a lot more depth and you ease the minds of the entire coaching staff and everybody around the organization regarding Makai Becton because if we're going to be honest about this there has to be worry about Makai Becton right now surrounding everybody who's a key player in the Jets organization. Mekhi Becton, we all know what he can do on the field. He was excellent last year's rookie year, a dominator for most of the season, both in pass protection and in the run game. The problem is the injuries, and now we're hearing about the weight again. It looked like he had had it under control last year, but now he's falling off the wagon. We hear about the plantar fasciitis. When you have a guy that big, and he's already having injury issues. You have to make contingency plans. It's unpleasant to think about, but it's something that you have to do. And so by bringing in Morgan Moses, not only do you get yourself an upgrade at right tackle, a clear upgrade, by the way, but you also get an insurance policy now in George Fant, who goes from being a marginally decent right tackle to a really good insurance policy for Makai Becton, which you really need if we're laying our cards on the table. Because, again, with a guy that big who's already shown you that he can have health issues, it's good to have somebody on this roster, especially in Zach Wilson's rookie year, who can be that insurance policy that you need if Becton has to miss a significant period of time. And that's really the role that Fant played when he was in Seattle. He started games, but he was never the assigned starter. Guys would miss time and he would fill in, and he did a fine job there. I think he'll be okay in this role as a swing tackle. He'll step in at left tackle if Becton gets hurt. And if Moses gets hurt, which knock on wood, let's hope he doesn't because he's been more or less an Ironman, as I said before then he can step in there at right tackle as well. Moses not going to slide to guard. Fant is also not going to slide to guard. So this is how it's going to go here on the offensive line. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. You take a look at the salary cap. The Jets still have plenty of money to play with. So if they want to do something at cornerback, they certainly could. It doesn't sound like Sal is in a rush to do anything, but we'll see. With Morgan Moses, everybody was wondering why there were reports last week that this thing could get done anytime, but that it took so long for something to happen. And as I alluded to before, it looks like what happened was Morgan Moses decided in the end that he wanted a one-year deal so that he could bet on himself and go back into the free agent market next year. Of course, just because Morgan Moses will be a free agent at the end of the year doesn't mean that he's going to be gone from the Jets. The Jets could certainly bring him back if he has a good year, and I'm sure that's the hope. Both sides would like to see this last beyond this year, but from Moses' standpoint, he felt that he was better off taking a lower one-year deal than to commit himself for two years at a reasonably low figure and then go ahead and test the market again next year. And perhaps he winds up staying here for the long haul, but at a more expensive price. 
And there are people that will say, well, how good is Morgan Moses really if Washington cut him? But really what it came down to was money there. They were able to get Charles Leno out of Chicago for a cheaper price. Plus, they drafted Sam Cosme in the second round. And so it really just came down to economics and the salary cap. But if you look at his performance, again, very consistent, healthy, a good tackle. And those guys don't grow on trees. Not elite. I don't think he's going to be making any Pro Bowls. But to get a guy like this, a clear upgrade at this position this late in the game, when you have a rookie quarterback and you know you need to protect him and build his confidence, very, very important. Job well done here by Joe Douglas. And as I said before, the money more or less came from the renegotiation of Jamison Crowder's contract. So now instead of having Jamison Crowder at $10 million, you get Jamison Crowder and Morgan Moses at that $10 million figure together. And I'll admit, I was skeptical when the whole Jamison Crowder thing was going on because, quite frankly, I didn't like the idea of alienating a player like that, especially when the Jets don't have such a great reputation with players. They haven't built that kind of trust over the last couple of years, but they were able to make it work and then turn around and bring in Moses. So they keep Crowder, who I felt they needed, and they go ahead and add a clear upgrade at right tackle. That's a win-win for the Jets. And I'm really excited to see how this is going to play out. So now the offensive line, as I said, is going to look like this. You're going to have your two tackles be Becton and Moses, and your swing tackle is George Fant. So you're protected there in case of that injury to Makai Becton. At guard, you've got Elijah Vera Tucker, should slide in there day one. At center, you've got Connor McGovern. He should hopefully elevate his play back to where he was two years ago, or at least somewhere close. And then you take a look at that other guard spot. Like I said, that's where the question marks come in because you've got Dan Fee, you've got Greg Van Roten, you've got Alex Lewis, and Cam Clark. Cam Clark hasn't played a snap. Van Roten and Lewis have. Neither one of them was very good, and Feeney is more or less a journeyman. So unless they add somebody, that's going to be your question mark on the offensive line. But to have four guys right now who look like they could be plus starters in 2021 on that line is a huge change, a dramatic change from what we've seen over the last couple of years, especially during the Mike McCagnan era where Mike McCagnan didn't seem to care about investing premium resources, whether it was in free agency or in the draft on the offensive line. And I think that really hurt Sam Darnold a lot. I'm not saying that Sam Darnold was going to be an elite quarterback if they had built a better offensive line. We'll never know that for sure. It's possible that Darnold just isn't the guy. We'll see what he does in Carolina that'll give us a more clear picture. But what I can say is he would have had a better chance to succeed, certainly, if they had given him better protection on the offensive line. And so Zach Wilson comes in here now with an offensive line that could potentially be somewhere around middle of the pack, which again, considering what the Jets were the last couple of years on the O-line, is a massive, massive upgrade. If you can give him an average-ish offensive line to work behind, and now you've got weapons around him that are better than what Sam Darnold had. Remember, you add Corey Davis, you add Elijah Moore, you bring back Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims comes back for his second year and knock on wood, hopefully he's healthy. You bring in Keelan Cole, so that wide receiver core is much more impressive than anything that Sam Darnold had. And now you have an offensive line that looks like, on paper at least, it's competent, much better than anything 
that Sam Darnold ever had. The running game mm, remains to be seen. A lot of question marks, but Michael Carter has potential really to be the best running back the Jets have had since Chris Ivory in 2015. And if that's the case, if he can get a thousand yards rushing or something close to it, if he can be a very productive back, both carrying the ball and out of the backfield, now you've got the makings of a pretty good offense. So the Morgan Moses signing is a really strong one for the Jets. As I said, it gives them an upgrade at a position where they really needed an upgrade. I know that George Fant was okay last year, but honestly, the more we saw of him, the less he looked like a guy that you really wanted to start there on a full-time basis, and now he doesn't have to. So it's kind of like we talk about with quarterbacks. There are certain quarterbacks, and Ryan Fitzpatrick would be a good example of this. Josh McCown, to me, was an example. If they're your backup, you're in really good shape. If they're your starter, you are in trouble and you really need to upgrade. And so if those guys start a couple of games, you're fine. If they're sitting there on the bench and you know that you can go to them to get you through three or four games, no problem. But if they're starting every single game, now you know that you need to do something to up the ante at the quarterback position. And I think that's really what George Fant was at right tackle. Could you have gotten by with him? Absolutely. But when the opportunity to grab Morgan Moses, especially at this price point, came up and you knew that you could go from what George Fant is, which is really a plus swing tackle, to Morgan Moses, who's a durable, good right tackle, an established starter with a good track record, it was a no-brainer. So that's what happens here. The Jets go out and they get themselves Morgan Moses to put on the offensive line. We're going to answer more questions tomorrow on the mailbag. I know that normally we do the mailbags on Saturday and Sunday, but because of the Moses breaking news, I wanted to do something on that today. And remember, as I said, we've got an article up right now. Clayton Smarslock wrote something about the signing and everything. He also had something earlier last week when the news broke that it looked like something was going to happen. Will Greenan has something up as well. So we've got plenty of coverage of Morgan Moses talking about his positives, talking about his negatives, and also the impact that he could have on the Jets' offensive line this year. So if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and do that. And Luke Grant, who is going to come on the show and join me in a couple of days after he's had some time to really digest the film, he's got some great stuff up there right now. As I told you before, he's got all the snaps of T.J. Watt versus Morgan Moses, the All-22. He's got the same thing for Morgan Moses versus Shaquille Barrett. That is well worth watching because you can see what Morgan Moses did against two of the best pass rushers in the league. And obviously, if he can handle himself against those guys, then you know he's on solid ground. And he's somebody that you should be very excited about seeing in 2021. But he's not the only player that we've got film videos up of on our YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to if you haven't already. Luke's got videos of both Michael Carters. So that's Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, and Michael Carter, the cornerback out of Duke, who may end up being the starting slot corner for the Jets in 2021. He's got a video up of Elijah Moore. He's got a couple of videos up of Zach Wilson. Kayla Pace has her exclusive commentary videos, Pace's Playbook. They are up right now on the channel as well. So again, if you haven't subscribed to that, go ahead and do it. To me right now, what I would want to be looking at is the two videos we've got that I told you about with Morgan Moses going one-on-one -on -one with T.J. Watt and going one-on-one -on -one with Shaquille Barrett. But while you're there, you definitely want to check out those videos of Elijah Moore 
both Michael Carter's and the multiple videos we've got of Zach Wilson. And as I said, as we continue to talk about Morgan Moses and we will continue to talk about him throughout the week, we've got several pieces up at playlikeajet.com breaking down his value, breaking down his fit on the Jets, and talking about why it is indeed a positive move for this team. So go ahead and check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already. Go to playlikeajet.com. And of course, as I always tell you, make sure that you give us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't done that yet because it helps us out immensely. The best way I can put this is anytime you do a review, it makes our podcast more visible in the searches. And so what happens is if we're reaching out to guests and we're trying to do some special things, if they Google the show and they see all those reviews and we come up early in the searches when people put in Jets podcast, it helps the show grow. It helps us get better and better guests. So it doesn't take you much time. It doesn't cost you any money. It takes you two seconds, like I said. So if you could do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. Really appreciate it. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. You go to Play Like a Jet Digital. You go to the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Subscribe right now. And you go to playlikeajet.com.